episode number 23 with former Pittsburgh Pirates center fielder, Mr. Chaz Lytle. Welcome to the Hustle to Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Luke Sisselbath, and each week I'll be bringing special guests who will inspire and give us step-by-step action tips on how to hustle our way to greatness. My mission here is to help you to call the shots in your own life and to live your life on your own terms. Follow me on this journey to greatness while picking the minds of these brilliant entrepreneurs. Let's get you from being good to great. Boom. Welcome back, guys. Now, I have another professional athlete in this episode. I invite professional athletes, as you probably know. I love having them on the show because of the mindset and discipline that it took for them to play at such a high level. And uh, I love to pick their brain on how they translate that soft skill into entrepreneurship. And today I have on the show Mr. Chaz Lytle. He is a former Pittsburgh Pirates center fielder uh, turned entrepreneur uh, who uh, runs a uh, baseball coaching uh, facility uh, down in Orlando. And it's called OrlandoBaseballLessons.com, Chaz Lytle Baseball. And uh, he teaches uh, the youngins on how to achieve their dreams. So he gets into, obviously, teaches them baseball, how to uh, do all the right things in baseball, and also trains them on how to become pro and how to keep a level head while doing so. And, man, he, he's just got a lot of wisdom uh, from from his journey, and uh, he's going to share that with us today. So without further ado, here he is, Mr. Chaz Lytle. All right, welcome back, everybody. We got a uh, another awesome guest. Uh, you, you know, I always say there's an awesome guest that comes on the show because everybody is special. And today we have uh, former Pittsburgh Pirates pro baller, Mr. Chaz Lytle, and uh, he's going to talk about uh, what he's done in the in the uh, MLB as well as uh, what he's doing afterwards. And he's going to get into uh, the businesses that he's running. And, uh, you know, you, you guys are in for a real treat. Welcome, Chaz. I appreciate you being on the show. Look, thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So let's let's get right right into it. Um, it you know, uh, w- when we first started talking, you know, I, I re- was really impressed by how uh, a professional athlete, uh, you know, after their career, uh, decided to start a business that was, uh, you know, that's a very successful business and something, uh, using something that they're very talented in and what they love doing. So pretty much a passion business. So I, I want to, you know, set the theme today is, you know, talking about how to, how to, how to create a passion business. And, uh, but first let's get into your background uh, the background of your career as a Pittsburgh Pirates, and uh, and how you've now have a successful business that that you run by capitalizing on your talents that you have. Well, for me, it was uh, growing up at an early age, and and obviously playing just same thing, you know, that you guys do, and having having a passion for playing baseball, and then working through going to University of Georgia. First of all, I went to high school and committed to the Citadel out of high school at a Seminole high school in, in Sanford, Florida. We had a lot of uh, players that come out of there. Tim Raines, who would play with the Expos for a long time. David Eckstein, Rick Eckstein. So it was a pleasure coming out of a high school with a lot of good players. And uh, Tim Raines Jr. as well. 
So uh, went to a good high school. So I was, had that underneath me. So it was baseball is always something I loved and committed to the Citadel. And then decided my mother got breast cancer, decided that I was going to go to junior college. So I ended up going the junior college route. And then University of Georgia came up and offered me. And I went ahead and decided that I was going to go to University of Georgia and very passionate and excited, went in there and and uh, had a good year and was fortunate enough to, to go with the Pirates. So I was very excited to uh, went to the Cape Cod League after that in between uh after Georgia in the summer playing to Cape, which was a lot of fun and uh, decided that I wanted to go ahead and, and, and give it a whirl because, you know, in this, you got to capitalize, you know, on that little, and, and, and anything we do in life, I feel like you had that, you had that little crease that you've got to take. And, and I felt like it was the time for me to go ahead and do it. And when I got in, it was just very exciting to be a part and, and, and to meet the people and have the impact and, and of a lot of people, a lot of good people around me. Nice. Now, uh, when you got drafted, uh, did did you have? I know uh, being drafted, you know, it's a, it's a very exciting feeling. Now, once you once you got drafted and started playing, did did you have in the back of your mind what you would do after pro ball, or was that your full? Was that your main focus at the time? For me, it was my main focus because I remember in. I believe it was 2004. I remember uh, Rick Eckstein, who's now the uh, one of the coaches at Kentucky. He came back from the University of Georgia, and he asked me in the off season to help him out with one of the clinics I was doing. We were at Winter Springs High School, and I was we were there working with one of the coaches, and uh, we started doing lessons over there. And I remember something clicked for me and I was started working with kids and I was like, I really enjoy doing this. That That's when at that moment in 2004, and that was after I won the batting title in 2003, I was really excited about working with kids. And I picked up, I remember my first client who's now hopefully about the, he's very close about to break in with the Cleveland Indians. And wow. it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Cause I was like, wow. I, I mean, at that time I was like, this is something that I really enjoy. And I could finally see where, where Rick Eckstein got the enjoyment from. And he was a former, Rick was a former big league hitting instructor with the nationals and he's now with Kentucky. But I, I, that's when I knew I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So now, uh, now you mentioned that, uh, you know, you have, uh, you have a student that's, uh, that's on his way to go to the Cleveland Indians. Now, are you a scout as well? Or, cause I know you train kids in, in the, in the little leagues, um, you know, to, to develop them into professional players if that's if that's their goal and if that's what they want to do. But do you do uh, some type of management or, or scouting? Is, is, is that uh, part of your business? It is not. I, I went to scout school in 2009 with uh, Major League Baseball. I went to a scout school. I was sponsored by the Houston Astros. It was out in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And I decided for me, it was just uh, not the route that I wanted to go. And I still had that passion about working with kids and, and, and doing that. And when you're a scout, it's just too hard to do two jobs. You have to be really focused. And as you know, it's, 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 you gotta, it's tough to do two things. So for me, it was really honing on to here's what I want to do. What do I have to do to get there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so that's, that's a lot of the things that, you know, that comes with uh, being a pro athlete as well, or just being an athlete. Right. Uh, and especially playing at a high level. Uh, you know, you have to have your mind straight and, uh, you know, focused, right? And, 
you being in the major leagues, you know, you, you, you did uh, quite a few things. I think uh, I, I'm not exact on your stats, but it was only a small percentage uh, of of you being struck out over, you know, being thousands of times up to bat. Well, you know what? If for me, I, I always had the ability to uh, put, put barrel on ball. And I think that that's, that's a very important thing that we need to, continue to stress to young kids is how important it is to be able to put the barrel on ball because without putting barrel on ball, I mean, it's, it's, you're not going to be able to get there. And, and for me being six foot 185, 190, I knew I was a tight guy who was had to get on base and score runs. There's two types of guys. You got the big guys, six, four, six, six, that drive them in. That's how they make money. Then you've got the other guys that get on base and score runs. So you got guys and then you got a couple of freaks out there that can do them both. You know, so you, they could score them and hit them. But for me, it was, I think, no matter what, you got to put barrel on ball. And and it, that was a good, you know, the Mets and the, actually the Royals talked about that a lot this year. If you heard their philosophy and Ned Yost was talking about that a lot is, is people don't understand how good we can make contact. And that and when you can make contact that many times, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. Right. And, and barrel on ball, uh, just in case, you know, the audience, uh, the listeners don't, don't understand what that is. Can you, can you elaborate on that? You know, for me, it's just get, getting the bat on the ball. I mean, it's, it's not, you're not in a defense mode where you're just trying to tap it and put it in play, but instead of trying to do too much, you're, you're just squaring the ball up, you mm -hmm. know, for me, and this is what I teach my young guys is if you can hit the ball and you can square it up more than the next guy, and you can really hit it good and hit it flush, then you're going to have a better chance to succeed than the next guy that's not swinging and maybe hitting the top or top part of the ball or the bottom part of the ball. So really just squaring it up. And then from there, you can only hit it. You can't steer it. So if you're blessed to be 6'4", or 6'6", then the ball is going to go further than a guy that's 5'9", 6 foot. But you can still make it no matter what size you are or how big you are, that's the, thank God they have a lineup. And that's the beauty about professional baseballs. They got a number one hitter, number four hitter, and number nine hitter all the way through. So thank God about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I mean, like it, it, I just, well, when you're, when you're explaining that, I mean, it, it translates for me as uh, you know, in, in life as well, right? You just got to go out there and, and do it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, how your upbringing was or, you know, how fortunate you were. It does not matter your circumstances. I mean, you, you put in the work and go out there and do it. So, I mean, that's, that's how I'm taking it anyways. Um, so that's, that's really cool. Now the habits, I want to get into some of the habits that you developed at playing such a, at such a high level. Um, everything that you've done in, in pro ball uh, what are the habits that you picked up that has helped you or, or hindered you in your business ventures? Well, I tell you, when I first got out of pro ball, it was the most, the toughest time that I had in my life. And it went on for probably seven, eight years after pro ball. And I think that the ability to compete and not to be able to play and that's what I stress to these kids a lot because, and, and that's why I feel like you can't play with somebody or learn from somebody who hasn't been, who had the ups and the downs because we're already playing a game that we rent. We rent this game. You're never going to own this game. Mm. It's always going to beat you. So why try to beat yourself before you play the game? 
you know, and, and it's this is like life. I mean, we, we rent it. We don't own it. It's always going to be us. So for me, you know, of having having the humility to understand, you know, that we can only do so much, you know, and what we do, we have to own and we have to take ownership and we got to trust, you know, and, and, and my job, you know, here is, is, is to, you know, push people's buttons and see what, what, you know, what, what, what they can do. And, and for me, it, it's the, the tough things is being a competitor. I don't think anybody likes being out of the game of baseball. Some people take it better than others, but again, it's all great now because I look back at it and go, I wouldn't have been where I'm at now if I didn't go through what I did after pro ball, you know, just being sick and going through tough times and not knowing, cause I was depressed and down and out for a long time and not knowing where I wanted to go and what I had to do. But now mm-hmm. sitting on this side, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, can, can, can you go, can you go through that? I mean, I've the seven, eight years after pro ball, if it, you know, if you don't mind, uh, you know, you went through a slump. Um, how did you get yourself out of that? I mean, I know a lot of guys, like a lot of major athletes, I've had a few, uh, major athletes on the show and, and, you know, some of them can just, you know, go with it, but you know, there's always that little, little thing, the little voice inside them that, you know, that they're earning, earning to go back into either in the ring or, or you know, on the field and, I, I don't know. I think it's something that, you know, something that they love so much that now that they're not doing it anymore, it, it kind of hurts them. But can you go through, walk me through, like, you know, you went through that depression and, and, you know, that slump. How did you start getting out of that? How did you realize that you were in that slump and started picking yourself up and, uh, and, and getting yourself out of that? Well, I woke up and uh, I found myself in not a good place. And I asked myself, how did I get here? And when I figured out, how did I get here? I, I said to myself, well, I don't want to be here anymore. And I, and I went back to my mentality of growing up. And I found out through that time, when I went through tough times, the people that were around me and taught me throughout my entire career left me. Mm. They, they, they didn't want to associate with me because uh, every time they heard my name, Chaz, he's going through tough times. He's bad news. He's bad news. So basically... I talked to my father and he said, Hey, if those people aren't going to be there, you know, all you can do is uh, make amends and apologize. But right now, son, you got to tighten your belt buckle and you got to do what you got to do, no matter what people say and what they do. So I went back to my younger days of playing and saying, right now, my competitiveness, and and I I use this as a tool to teach kids, as I said earlier in, in the cast. And this is the most important thing for me because if people hide this, it's not going to work for them. If my son, and I want my son to learn, my son Duke, I want him to learn from somebody who's not only can tell them about the good things. Because mm-hmm. as I said earlier, we rent this game. It's like in life. You're going to have setbacks. How do you come back from those setbacks when you're crushed? You know, and for me, it's like I can't learn that from somebody. And the person who I learned from my whole life never had those setbacks. He had some, but it wasn't like the setbacks that I was going through. Mm-hmm. You know, from the deep depression, I never heard of the medication that they were giving me after pro ball because I, I never took medication throughout my pro ball. I never mm-hmm. took stuff like that. So the stuff that I was taking, I had no idea what I was putting in my body. So afterwards, when I was taking it, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And it's like it's hard to explain to people. And it's like I wish somebody would have came up to me, would have said, hey, what's going on? You know, hey, can I help you instead of 
you know, running away. But I'm actually glad I am where I'm at now because, it, it, again, I wouldn't have learned from it because you, how can you learn from somebody who hasn't gone through that? You know, and for me, it, 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 it takes some people, go, like I said earlier, some people go through it lighter and some people go through it harder. And for me, it was, you know, they say they use that term rock bottom. And I mean, it was a dark, deep depression. But, you know, now, like I said, I can sit here and look to these kids that are in high school and some of them are going through it now. Some of them are going to go through it later. And I can tell them, hey, I've been at the top of the top and I've been here. I can tell you where this is going to get you and now where this is going to get you. So I'm just very blessed. And I just say I, I'm, I'm happy to be on the show and I'm happy to be around my facility to be able to do this with people. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor. No, no, it's great. It's great, Chaz. Uh, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting you to, 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 to tell me about the seven to eight years of, of depression you went through. I didn't even know, but uh, no, that's great. I really appreciate you sharing that with uh, with us. Um, and, and I believe you know you have to go through that, or, or or else you know you don't you know either don't appreciate life or or, or what you're doing. Or you won't go anywhere because there's a quote. Uh, you've probably already heard it. Like, uh, without struggle, there is no progress, right? Um, and, and I truly believe that. And I really think just listening to to you, you talk about this. You know, being left alone uh, when you know you're going through this and nobody's trying to help you out. Uh, everybody's just leaving you uh, when it's convenient, right? Uh, that actually made you stronger, right? You're, you're absolutely. Rough. Absolutely. And, and without all that being said, you know, I can't blame the people that are around me that, are, that were successful at the time because, I mean, you know, a lot of those guys are still in the big leagues. They were still trying to make it, you know, and, you know, I understand when you're on that path, you know, you sit there and go, oh, you know, well, you know, this guy's got to figure it out. But, you know, it's at the same time, you know, for me, it's I have a new light now for these young guys that are getting out of the minor leagues because, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is you play with so many guys from so many cultures. You got guys in the Dominican Republic, guys from Venezuela, guys from Compton, California, guys from South Florida. And there's nobody at the end of the tunnel to help anybody when they're done. You know, a lot of people are like, well, why feel sorry for those guys? You know, they signed for X amount of dollars or do that. You know, they, but you know, this is all a lot of us did since we've been three or four years old, you know, and it's like owning a house. I still don't know how to really turn a wrench. You know, I got to call people <laughs> over to my house and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, when, when you're done, it does hit you because, you know, you see a lot of people and, 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 and I see a lot of people and I can tell in their face a lot of people that were successful. It's like, nah, it's not all good. You know, I can <laughs> tell, you know, now that I, I can see it. But it's, you know, it's something, you, you know, again, that I, I have to remind myself every day of why I'm here and why I'm doing it. And, and again, you can't blame people for that because you know how it is when you're you, when, when you're at the top, you, you're just looking one way. You got tunnel vision. And you have to continue to stay focused. So there's no blame. There's no anything. It's just I I have a different sense of helping those guys out. And that's why I, I'm very blessed to be able to be an in instruction because these pro ball guys that are coming in here now that are going through those struggles or after baseball, I can help say, hey, you need to go back and get your education. You need to go back and graduate college. You need to go back. And if, you, if you're drafted out of high school, you need to go back and finish. Because the honest to God truth is 3% of these kids that are getting drafted, 3% go back and finish. Wow. 3%. And I mean, and that's when it, for me, it's tough because I was 29 and I was going back to school and it's like, wow, what am I doing 29? 
you know, and, and, and it's like, Oh, I got to work now. I got to, I got to do that. I got to do this and that you're not used to your program a certain way. People tell you what to do with your life, where to go, what time to be on the bus. Here's what to wear. Here's the trainer. But in life, you have to do all that stuff. So for all those years, you have people around you telling you, and people say it's baby, people say it's pampered, whatever the case may be, somebody's telling you where to go, what time to get there, what time to get up. You know, and, and for me, it's like you don't have that when you're done. You got to tell yourself, okay, I got to go here. I got to go there. So I had to reprogram myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it now... Uh... Reprogramming because uh, because I'm uh, I'm very uh, keen on stuff like that. It's it all starts with self awareness with me. Um, reprogramming your mind. How how did you go about doing that? What were some of the steps that you took to to repro- start reprogramming your mind? I went through a lot of I, a lot of classes, a lot of classes, and a lot of work. I mean, for me, it was a lot of uh, self uh, being within myself and within being the people that were around me. And understanding the things that I can control and the things that I can't control. Mm. For me, for me, at the stage that I was at, the things that I could control was a lot of people from the outside were, "Chaz, you're going to be buried. You're going to be buried. You're going to be buried." For me, it was, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not." There's kids out there, and I know them because I know you over there that's judging me, that's saying this. You're going through the same thing that I'm going through right now. It just might might not be hitting you like it you know like it was hitting me at the time. So for me, reprogramming was I'm going to help these kids because playing a game where the most successful person is going to fail or going to succeed, excuse me, the most successful person in baseball is going to make three hundred twenty five, three hundred thirty million dollars is going to succeed sixty five percent out of the time. Uh, it, it's it's crazy to sit there and 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 go. You're going to be perfect. You're going to be perfect. So for mm. me, it's more of a self understanding. I tell these guys, like you know, if you need to talk to somebody or you need to talk, and that's a big thing that I feel that when you're teaching and stuff, you it's it's a good to have conversations and talk and find out where these young men are because there's things in these high school guys and and college guys and these pro guys, there's stuff that are bothering them. But a lot of times they don't want to go to people and talk to people because they feel that for me, it was a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, if I went yeah. up to somebody and was like, Hey, I'm going through this. I felt like people were going to say, well, how are you going through that? And for me, I, I took you for, it, it was masking it and it was a way to get through it. And, and it was, it was just a, it, it was a thing like that. And reprogramming, it was very hard because those years that went by of depression, it was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do it? For me, like I said, going back with my dad and, and sitting down and saying, here's what I got to do. Here's what I got to do. And it was just day, day by day. And sometimes it's even minute by minute, second by second. And doing that and understanding that I can't worry about tomorrow. How am I going to worry about tomorrow if tomorrow hasn't came yet? It, it hasn't shown up yet. I mm-hmm. need to worry about today and tonight. And then when tomorrow gets here, I'll worry about tomorrow when it does get here. And I'll take life on life on life's terms. Right, right. I love it. I love it because I mean, I, I do the same thing. I mean, I I went through uh, you know a lot of reprogramming myself, and uh, you know uh, something I'm going to share about in the later podcast. But uh, now with with all these, I know with with all these uh, mental skills and mental toughness. I mean, you you've you've learned this from. Um, You've learned this from baseball, uh, as well as you know, after baseball. Uh, 
this makes you stronger. Now, how do you how do you translate this into your business? How do you, how do you make the, your business successful using these mental skills that you've uh, or this mental toughness that you've uh, developed? Because I, I I do agree that you know going through a slump and being aware and accepting things that might not go your way is is a form uh, or a stage of mental toughness, right? It's a component to mental toughness. So how do you translate that into your business to make it successful? Well, I look at it like this. We're going to see most of these guys that come in here and they're going to be failing. So first of all, a lot of these guys that are coming in here, they're not going to want to push through. They're not going to want to gruel and grind. They're not going to want to get in here and go through a lot of stuff because they're 0 for 10. So they're coming in here already and practicing and sitting there and they're, they're, they're what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm 0 for 10. I, I don't want to get up on Sunday morning and go hit, or I don't want to, I don't want to do all this. And because it's too much for me, it's, 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 you're going to fail. And this is a life that it's, if you look at it and they say it's depressing, then it's going to be depressing because everybody, including us is going to end up dying and everybody we know is going to end up dying. So it's like mm-hmm. this life is like that. So in this game, being a failure game, you're you're, you're going to fail. So for me, it's looking at these guys and going, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. And, and if you worry about failing, the two best guys in the league this year that played, Mike Trout was one of them. And Bryce Harper in the National League was another one. You got Trout in the American League. You got Harper in the National League. Both of them struck out the most times this year in baseball. But both of them are the best, two of the best players in the league right now. But they struck out the most. So it's for me, it's it's saying it's not how many times you know you, you, you we hear this, but it's the truth. It's not mm-hmm. how many times you continue, or it's not how many times you've gotten knocked down. It's how many times you can get up. And the Texas Rangers live by that code this year. And Jeff Bannister instilled that in them. And Jeff Bannister was my manager in the minor leagues, and he was a great oh, guy really? with Texas. Oh, great guy. Great guy and Tim Leeper and in Toronto, the first base coach was my manager. Great guy and 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 he instilled that in me. And Tim's a great guy and and it was just the all those guys. I mean, it's still never give up. Never ever give up was the motto that Jeff Bannister had. I love it. I love it. And and uh, you know, like like you said, it translates into life. And how many guys actually hit home runs? Right, you you can't always hit a home run. You, you know, you're gonna you're gonna strike out. You know, you you're gonna you're gonna you know, punt the ball or, you know, you're going to miss most of the times and the home runs come, uh, you know, but when they do come, it's much more satisfying, right? Because all that work you put into it. Without a doubt. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, life and and business are are the same and, and I love what you're doing with the kids and especially with the, the, the psychology of things as well, which, which I think is awesome because, uh, like you said, you don't get, you don't really get that in high school. You have to get a, you know, you have, you have to be aligned with some, some, uh, great coaches, but I believe like, I mean, just looking on your website and, and seeing some of your videos, the way you teach is, is great. Uh, now you're, you've got a lot of things going on with your camps for the little leagues and you get a lot of special guest trainers that are, are currently in, in, in the major league right now. So what, what's going on for 2016? 2016 is looking big. We're, 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 it's looking big. I mean, we're, we're very optimistic about it. You know, uh, we got some teams starting up. We got, uh, we're very excited about. It. A lot of people are like, well, you know, what would you wait so long for? <laughs> and for for me, it's it's going back to you got to pay your dues. I mean, you got you got to do things, and 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 it goes back to what we were talking about throughout the podcast. Is that if you don't know where you came from, 
you know, you're never going to be able to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, so for us, it's, it's just humbling ourselves and and putting some big things. And we had some nice camps coming up over the holidays. We got our team starting up and, conti- you know, continuing to stay focused on that. And, you know, I believe if we just continue to, you know, lace on our boots and get up every day. Good things will happen. Love it. I love it. Uh, you know, just talking to you for, for the past half hour right now, uh, I feel like there should be a book coming out. Or is there a book coming out? You know, I was talking to, to to Laura about this up here at the facility. You know, we we wanted to do a book because I really do think that, that these young kids have to understand. And uh, it's we hear a lot about this, you know, about people failing and stuff like that. But we don't hear about the great things that they do after with these young men. You mm-hmm. know, and, and again, and I'm big in this with my son. And, and I told my wife the same thing is, is, uh, and this is what I want people to understand for me, teaching these guys, we are going to make mistakes, but it's not about that. As long as we can continue to come back and continue to better ourselves or something we can do. And there's a lot of people that do need that. And they do need to understand when they're playing baseball, they're in life or whatever they're doing in business or whatnot, we're going to have setbacks. There's going to be some tough times, but how you got to continue to get through them. And, and it's just, there's a lot of competition around. We understand that, but we're our biggest competition ourselves. Mm-hmm. So right. as long as we just keep pushing, we're okay. So I, I'm excited. I, I hope there is a good book coming out soon. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be the first one to buy it for sure. For sure, you have a lot. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you, you have a, you have a lot to offer, Chaz. I'm telling you. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, uh, I think you had you had some struggles getting it, you know, getting into the major leagues as well, right? And and you you won a bunch of awards, which is pretty cool. Um, and even afterwards, like you went through some struggles, and now look at you, you 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 have a successful business. You're teaching the kids, you know, the right way. Um, some of your, some of your students are going to the Cleveland Indians soon. You said one of them is, is headed over there. Cleveland Which, Indians. He's, he's in the Arizona fall league right now. Todd Hankins. He's my, it was my very first lesson that I picked up and it's very exciting. He's out the fall league right now. And, uh, he, I'm very proud of him. Very proud of him. And, uh, you, you know, it's really, it's the people, it's the struggle, you know, it's the, Every day, just keep continue to work, continue to work, and 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 get after it because it's it's it, it is crazy because you know you always hear you know you never know how many people are going to be there to really help you you know at the end of the day and I think it's not you're not there to help somebody who's successful I think you go on the people that you love the people that are around you that that help you when times are the toughest you know mm-hmm. that that that's really what your friends and family and the people that really care about you and I tell the young kids that you really find out who the people who care about you are around you when the times are the toughest cuz every oh. you you know this as well when times are great everybody's around you you know <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> everybody loves you but when times are tough you, know, you find out who really wants to be around you when times are tough people will run like you got the plague you know it's what's, yeah. what's going on but when, yeah. when when everything's great they're coming most definitely most definitely now, Chaz, uh, I, w- I want you to leave uh, the our listeners with um, if you can give us uh, you know three things that they could take away. I know you already dropped a lot of gems, a lot of knowledge bombs. Uh, if you can leave us with three steps to greatness, you know, for me, it's perseverance, adversity, and hard work. If you can persevere. And, and you can battle adversity and you can work hard, 
those are three things, the three steps that I feel that get you through it right there. That's awesome. I love that. All those three combined, uh, it goes into to the title of my show, Hustle to Greatness, which is awesome. I love it. <laughs> it's the truth. It's, a, yeah. it's the truth. I mean, looking at that right there, Hustle to Greatness, I mean, we look at it, I mean, it's perseverance, adversity, and working hard. Mm-hmm. That's it. Awesome, Chaz. I uh, appreciate you ha- coming on the show. Can you tell uh, my listeners how to get in touch with you or how to f- find out more about you? Absolutely. You can go on uh, OrlandoBaseballLessons.com here in Orlando, Florida, or Chaz Lytle Baseball. They can find us and uh, they can call 407-951-6924. And we are down here and we are ready to go. Perfect. And I'll I'll leave that in the show notes as well. Uh, You also have a YouTube channel as well. So I'll I'll link that in the show notes so so everybody can take a look and see what Chaz is all about. Do you have any highlight reels on there at all? We do. We got some highlight reels on there. We got some good stuff on there. There's a lot of good highlights, a lot of motivational speaking on the YouTube channel. There's a lot of good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll put all that down. Um, Thanks again, Chaz. I thank you. I thank you very much. I thank you very much for having me on and, and I appreciate you letting me share uh, th- this story and, and, and everything with everybody because it's a big part of our lives and I, I'm, I'm very just, uh, it's a blessing to, to have me on. Well, I really appreciate having you on, Chaz. Thanks a lot. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Mr. Chaz Lytle. Uh, you guys want to get uh, all the show notes, uh, you know, the breakdown of the episode. You can go to hustletalk.com forward slash EP23. Again, that's hustletalk.com forward slash EP23. And also all the links uh, on how to uh, get in touch with Chaz as well as his social media handles so you can follow him as well. So, Again, hustletalk.com forward slash EP23. And until next time, keep hustling.